ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are grateful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. John McCormick, welcome back to the Biohacking Secret Show. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. All right, guys. Uh, for those of you that have not listened to our first rendezvous, uh, you can check out episode 133 of the Biohacking Secret Show, where Sean came on and crushed it. And we talked about everything from flotation to all sorts of different biohacks for optimizing your physical and mental performance. Uh, he's also the host of the Optimal Performance Podcast, a good buddy of mine. And we're going to have a lot of fun today talking about decentralized self-sufficiency, raising resilient children, balancing, and kind of finding that marriage between biohacking and technology and a natural lifestyle, and a whole bunch of really cool stuff. Sean's got an amazing app that I think you guys are going to dig to. But uh, you know, before we get into all of that, Sean, why don't you, uh, for our, our listeners who might not be familiar with your work, give us a little bit of your background, origin story, how you got here, my man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I probably you've heard the story before worked at a job. I didn't like got irritated by the fact that I was looking at this, this sort of doldrum cube dwelling life, uh, around my late twenties, uh, decided to bail the corporate world, uh, opened a chain of float tank centers here in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle, grew that business, uh, in the meantime, got my coaching certification, started my run with Optimal Performance Podcast, and sold the float tank businesses, took a nice exit right before uh, shit got really weird, and uh, and it continues to get weird, clearly. That's a good and, move. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so now, you know, my, my life is dedicated to providing value to people for uh, one in a one-on-one -on -one coaching scenario, consulting in venture capital, coaching clients, uh, professional athletes, movie stars, CEOs, and nine to fivers um, working pe with people to, to really enhance their, their physical self their emotional self, their spiritual self, so that they can just be better people and live the life that they want. And uh, yeah, weekly podcast. I'm, I'm slammed. I mean, I, I, two kids, you know, I, I live on, t on two acres out in the middle of kind of nowhere. And, uh, and so now I'm uh, dedicated every single day to just helping people kind of wake up a little bit, wake up to themselves, wake up to their purpose, activate their bodies and, uh, and improve their lives. And I fucking love it. Nice. Nice brother. And so this, this two acre parcel that you're on right now, have you lived here for a long time or was this a new purchase and a move post 2020? This we've been here for a year and a half. So we, we moved just as, uh, just as the COVID shit show started to kind of unfold. We knew, right. We, we knew that, that, that there were changes coming. Uh, and I live in Washington state, which is uh, about the most draconian when it comes to COVID policies. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, a year, a year and a half, it'll be two years in July. But hey, and, hey at least yeah. it's not Australia. Fuck it. <laughs> they got rough over there. Man, oh man. And and some of them don't even know that they got it rough. They're just so used to being controlled in some sort. I mean, it's a it's a prison colony, right? It's it, yeah. it, it, it's its foundations are are in um 
as prisoners. And so they, that's mm-hmm. part of their, their sort of reality. And my, my time here um, on this Island out here in the, in the Puget sound West of Seattle on this two acres has just been just this massive lifestyle change from living in, in downtown Seattle and then the suburbs of Seattle to now in this rural area. Uh, but guys like you and I who, you know, eat what we kill uh, entrepreneurs doing doing our thing from anywhere. I mean, I know that your your story is very similar. Um, it, it it works for me. It works for my family. It works for my lifestyle and what my purpose is on in this world in this life. Mm-hmm. And it's been a it's been a fucking adjustment for sure. Especially given uh, the tone and tenor of the political climate in this area. Um, you know, uh, it's funny because I know how aligned you and I are on this stuff. So I know that you, you echo a lot of the sentiment and it's, it's been challenging, but, but it, this was the right choice for me and my family to get the fuck out of the big cities and set up something that if things get really weird, we are prepared. hundred percent. And I think, I mean, our listeners that have, have stuck around, I've been going hard on the, hard in the paint since early 2020 on this. And, and at first people were like, have you gone crazy? And then they're like, mm. Whoa, all right. I'm kind of seeing it too now. And then, I mean, we just have, this week on, on May 3rd, the CDC announced that they've been using location data from millions of phones to see if, if people, quote unquote, obeyed COVID orders. Like if that doesn't wake you up out of this mass formation psychosis, I'm not sure anything will. You know, if the people that still think this is about, you know, cooties 19 and a boogie virus, they're they're in for a rude awakening. You know, I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that this is going to do it for people. I think it's going to be when they're on. It might not ever. It's not. It's not. It's not going to be until they're on a train headed for a FEMA camp until they yeah. realize that, oh, wait a minute. I wish that I could, you know, rewind the clock a little bit and rethink this thing. I, I really I really do. I think that the 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 mass formation hypnosis psychosis is is so pervasive and it's people mm-hmm. that you love and that you're friends with yep. people that I love and that I am friends with uh, there there it's so it's it's been so effective that I I don't know when I don't know I don't know what piece of information is going to help people come to the realization of what's really going on and and how they're being manipulated I, I really don't I, I think it's yeah. going to be like on the way on the way to you know, quarantine. And even and then, they may be thinking like, "Oh, times are tough. You know, there's food shortages and blah blah blah." At least, at least at this at this wellness camp, they've got food and some of the things that I need. They still might not even get it at that point. You know, yeah. it's what if there's anything this has made me realize is that the mind control technology, the brainwashing technology, is far more advanced than I even imagined, and far more effective. You know, and, and I'm, I'm kind of curious, like one of my friends, uh, Max Major, who he was like, blew Simon Cowell away on America's Got Talent and like almost won that. He's come to a, a bunch of biohacking, ultimate biohacking experience events. And he had like half the dudes there hypnotized. It was like, I've never seen it before. You know, he ah. started with the group and then hypnotized like half the guys. And I'm kind of curious to have a conversation with him about breaking hypnosis. You know, how do you how do you break the spell if there's like a deep rooted hypnotic trance that someone's in? What are some effective methodologies for assisting them in, in breaking that spell and stepping outside of it? 
because I don't have the answer right now. And, and some of what I've done has been effective, but where, but where that mind control is really deep rooted, it's like, you just see people shut down. And even people that I've known for decades, they're like, Hey, I love you, brother. And, and these are people that like, listen to every single thing I've said about health, except for this hmm. because of that. And they're like, can we just talk about anything else? And like, you know, when, when they ask you that a couple 10 times, you gotta, you, you gotta start to respect it. You know what I yeah. mean? But, but coming from a good place in your heart where I, I've, I've prayed a lot more recently. At first I was praying for compassion and then I realized that might not be a hundred percent effective, but I'm praying more for understanding, mm. you know, understanding what these people are going through. If you go to, I heard this example, like if, if you and I were to go to Vegas with like a couple of buddies and like one of our buddies gets pulled up on stage by, by a mentalist and he gets hypnotized and he's running around on stage acting like a chicken or, you know what I mean? Something like that. Like, we're not going to go out afterwards and make fun of him. Like, right. you look like such an idiot running around acting like a chicken on stage. You'd be like, nah, you were hypnotized. Right. You know? So so there's a little bit of that understanding that that in turn becomes compassion. Um, I, I'm with you. I want to I want to I want to riff on that. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. That is such a beautiful point. You don't make fun of people who have been manipulated. You know, it's not it's really not up to them. It's really not their fault. Yeah. You know, I, I had a I had a moment. Uh, I was recording an episode with Paul Check, and I asked him. Oh, nice. You know, I gotta get him like, here. Oh my god, you gotta get him. I yeah, mean, yeah, we, yeah. we talked we talked specifically about uh, about the COVID hypnosis and what we're supposed to do with people that that are just not seeing the big picture. Mm-hmm. And compassion is so important because uh, there's no glory in in nana nana boo boos like like mm-hmm. you you and i are not we're not interested in told you so's right right we're, yeah we're trying to provide information for people to to expand their brain to see what what we see and mm-hmm. and and that's what he kept harping on be the was. difference between life and death for them yes right i mean yeah. that so is I no want exaggeration you, I, want you to see, I want you to see it the way i see it i don't care about that i want like we're about helping people and and, and helping them expand their physical and mental potential, their quality of life. And part of that is staying alive. Right. At this point it is. Yeah. Yeah. At this this point it is to recognize that you have an innate immune system is a Mm -hmm. provocative thing to say. Now, the fact that you have an immune system that has been passed down through how many thousands of generations to Mm -hmm. build a Brazilian body that you have, that just doesn't, it's, it's, that's a provocative thing to think. And, and when it comes to the hypnosis thing, you, I mean, obviously you could just turn off your TV. That would help. You could get off Facebook. That would help. But as far as breaking. Stop staring at your phone for hours a day. Right, right. And exactly. And and I think that I think another important point to, to that end is, you know, the, there there has to be there has to be a point at which like one piece of information makes you go whoa okay now i'm going to start wading into it a little bit now i'm going to start looking into it a little bit and so it's up to people yeah. like you and, and me and Sayer G and uh, i mean joe rogan you know has done done his part which is obviously the biggest megaphone on the planet to 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 allow people to think a little bit differently about this stuff but it, when we're when you're scared, you make shitty choices. You know, we mm-hmm. know enough about the yeah. subconscious mind that when your amygdala thinks that you're about to die, you you literally can't think straight. There's mm-hmm. that, that fear response is so fucking powerful. 
mm-hmm. that it's really tough to think about anything else other than whatever uh, somebody's going to tell you to tr- to keep you alive. Like that, that's your saving grace. And so when you're attached to that fear, you really can't think of anything else because that's what we're programmed to do is to stay alive. Red root chakra, fuck, I got to stay alive. Shoot me up. I got to stay alive. Wear eight masks. You know, I got to stay yeah. alive. I'm going to stay inside for the next time. I'm definitely my anus. It's science. Ooh, that's a new one. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there'd be a line for, for certain individuals if they told them. Yeah. That, oh, there's something in, the, in the, the outside of the pineapple skin that protects you. It's like, oh, that's kind of like trying to get the St. Bernard through the cat door. All right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, like, I want to dig in a little bit because both of us have made huge shifts in our life, lifestyle and like what we're setting up based on some of this. And I, I think there's, you know, a lot of this, I mean, it's it's a military operation and needs to be handled as such. Like you look and you realize what's conquered territory, where where are some of the control mechanisms that are utilized to uh, get us to comply. And you start making, taking steps to remove those tentacles of control and step into more of what I would consider to be decentralized self-sufficiency. You, you mentioned the political system where you're at. Like, I mean, it, it's become apparent. I mean, there's a lot of people that are still hero worshiping Donald Trump, and I wish they wouldn't, but whatever. I, I think sometimes it's a little bit heavy to just realize, like, okay, no one's going to save us. You know what I mean? It's Because there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And if you're like, well, maybe if Trump gets back in, then all this will change. It's like... It's not going to, but I, I realize why people are, are still hanging on to that, even though he ushered in Operation Warp Speed and all of those things. Um, yeah. What I've kind of come to realize is that the future of politics, I believe, is local, particularly mm-hmm. with uh, with the sheriff, because the local mm-hmm. sheriffs have the jurisdiction to not enforce unconstitutional mandates. And I'm even considering we, we, we're having a, a, an election for sheriff now where we're moving in North Carolina. And I'm even considering if, if the guy's not a rock star, the next, the next election that might need to be me because it's mm. like, if, 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 if you don't like, you know, the way things are, you don't like the system, do it yourself. Right. Have, have you gotten involved at all in local politics where you're at? Is that something that you've considered? Is it on your radar at all? That's a really great point. Uh, it, it, it's not something that I've been involved in. No, uh, uh, some of the friends I've been, I've been fortunate enough to make friends with, you know, it's, it's tough to make friends as an adult anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've made friends locally who are politically active, uh, who, uh, who show up, who protest, who are involved in the local school board. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's not been something that I have done yet. Cause I'm still trying to get a sense of what's going on in this, in this community, local, local community, you know, yeah. again, it's different for me with, with two small kids. Uh, yeah. the, the school board is really the big one. Um, you know, the, the local public schools, uh, you know, enforce the masks, uh, you know, sh- quick story about a, a really good friend of mine, a former member of the U S armed forces was a football coach and, uh, they, they were trying to force the vaccines on him. And he had to show up in front of a panel, which is the school superintendent, the principal, some other administrator to make the case for why he wasn't going to get vaccinated. And they were either going to approve it or disapprove it and went through this like I think he said it was like a two hour process where they're challenging his justifications for not getting the shots. And ultimately he passed. But they said, you need to wear a a respirator 
on the on the sideline of football games, uh, and you have to shave your beard off because it's not going to fit correctly uh, unless you do that. And he's like, right, "I'm out." Right. <laughs> and, and this guy is no bullshit. And so he's like, okay, so he's, so from that perspective, you know, especially since I see it, I coach local sports, I see these kids, I can tell the difference between a kid who, uh, whose folks are not pushing uh, masking and vaccines um, and kids that, and kids that are, and the kids that are, that are masked most of the day, you know, my kids got mask exemptions day one, vaccine exemptions day one. My kids, my wife, you know, is a little leery about me sharing this, but but I I, I don't give a shit. My kids have not had a single vaccine in their entire life. They're eight. Oh, eight. you smart motherfucker! Not a one. <laughs> Any, not one. Yeah, no. I'm right. I'm right with you. And so there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of paperwork that goes into that. There's a lot of you know you have to find the right doctors. You know to get a mask exemption, you have to talk to a doctor that says you know you, they they don't need it. They don't have they don't have to have it. So in my from my perspective, I like the idea of being involved um, with the sheriff's department. That does make sense. You're right because if they don't enforce, uh, you know, door to door. There's rumors going around in this area about CPS coming um, door to door and checking on families of unvaccinated children and and basically canvassing to try to advocate for that. And and there yeah, are they're, gun owners. They're gonna, they're gonna turn the zombie people into little little soldiers going door to door for variety yeah. of reasons. Paying, yeah, you know, tell- create, create economic uh, necessity in a lot of people's lives and then offer them a job to be a part of the beast system. Right. Well, like in California, or I think it was mayor of Los Angeles said, you know, snitches get stitches, not anymore. Snitches get rewards. And it's like, okay, so now we're just full on, full on narking on your neighbor. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's scary stuff. And that's why, that's why community is so important. That's why it's so critical to, to know who your neighbors are. Can you rely on them? Are they on the same page as you? If shit gets weird, like, are you, Mm -hmm. can you work together? So. can you barter? Exactly. Like, do they have access to water? Do they have animals? Can you, yeah. Can you trade and barter? Super mm-hmm. important stuff. But I like the idea of the, sh- uh, of the sheriff's department. I think you're, I think you're right on that for the school board. I think that's, that's kind of where my head has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a matter of time before I go stick my nose in business, you know? Yeah. I think we're going to have to, um, now before you answer this question, I want to make sure that we're not going to put a target on, on the backs of anyone that's helping us and, and you know, a part of, of team pro-life. Um, but for a parent that's looking to get vaccine exemptions for their children or mask exemptions, like how do you find uh, a physician that's willing to help? So you start by going to the Church of Universal Wisdom. Uh, it's based out of New Jersey. And the Church of Universal Wisdom is an actual, legitimately recognized congregation. And when you go there, you can join the congregation for a one-time fee. Maybe there's an annual fee. It's like 50 or 60 bucks. And that gives you, that achieves that religious exemption. It satisfies the religious exemption um, with the schools. So start there. Do that. Cover your bases. Now, sometimes those are recognized uh, by by school districts and sometimes they're not the next thing to do is to find a naturopathic doctor near you because most not all but most naturopathic doctors will at least entertain that 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 conversation around uh uh, vaccine exemptions and mask exemptions 
you're probably gonna have to call around a lot to find one that will. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you need my help, I'm I'm an open book and I want to help people. If if anybody wants to email me, Sean S E A N Sean McCormick dot com, I can help you find. There are some resources online. They haven't been updated in a while where you can actually find local doctors near you that will find that will write exemptions for you, but they technically don't have to be local. So when we got the mask exemption for my children in school, our doctor was like halfway across the state of Washington. We did a remote session. Um, it was really quick. It was really easy and uh, and wrote, you know, the official form that, that that's required in order to submit for that. Again, you're at the whim of the principal and administration of the school, whether or not they'll accept it. But to have that religious, the religious exemption first, and then to have a, a medical exemption from um, a, a naturopathic doctor, uh, that's that covers your bases. And then it then it gets to the the discernment of uh, of the administration. Love it, love it. That's I mean, amazing advice right there. That that could be extremely helpful. I'm gonna I'm gonna join right after. Our interview is over. And finding a naturopathic doctor, like, do you consider a, a functional medicine doctor a naturopathic doctor where, where someone could go to, like, functionalmedicine.org and do a practitioner search? Or is this a different type of, of medical professional in your mind? So in my understanding of functional medicine doctors that you don't necessarily, that's not necessarily MD or ND. Uh, you can you can have certain accreditations that so functional so there I, I I'm going to forget how this works but there's like functional medicine there's integrated mis- medicine and there's holistic medicine right um, I I don't I would not be particularly confident that a functional medicine doctor would be willing to put stick their neck out to write those those documents those exemptions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I would, I would err on the side of a naturopath, uh, mm-hmm. to do that. And I think that, um, just if you were playing the odds, I think it's less likely that a, that a, that a functional medicine doctor is going to write that for you. So I would, I would lean towards an ND. Dope. Dope. Thank you. So let's talk about what each of us have been doing since early 2020 and the shifts we've made in our lives and our lifestyle, um, based on some of this new information that, that came to light. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I've, I've changed, changed my entire lifestyle, you know, for me, when my wife and I decided, yeah, we're moving out of the suburbs and we're going to go live in a rural area. We were looking at places with a couple of features, right? Uh, Number one, a well on site, preferably a deep well so that you can have access to water. Now it doesn't have to be super top notch water. In fact, when we moved in here, we had to drop like 12 grand to update our water filtration system with a softener, uh, with a filter. And, and, and even then uh, there was some, we had some concerns about the water quality in this area. There's a fair amount of arsenic. It's super heavy in iron and super heavy in manganese. So we had to get that water tested at a lab to see, okay, can't, should we be drinking this? And that upline from that uh, resulted in a reverse osmosis filtration system and remineralization system underneath the sink. And again, it's not cheap, but the alternative to that is when you find a well, you can you can filter just about anything through a Berkey. Uh, Berkey water filters are the most diesel 
badass water filters you can get. It's it's like we've got one as well here. You got two, yeah. You gotta get the fluoride edition too. Yeah, they got they 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 come with filters, but then they have you have to pay extra to get the fluoride ones. So it it does both. If 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 you're using municipal water, which most of our listeners currently are, you know, right? Yeah, I I mean, if if you're drinking tap water, if you're drinking fluoridated tap water, uh, stop it. Um, You know, stop stop now. Go go to go to Walmart or Home Depot and get a filter for your shower. You know, spend the couple hundred bucks to get a Berkey filter. It takes a while Mm -hmm. to, to to actually filter the water but that's because it's taking out all the chemicals all the pharmaceuticals there's opioids and fluoride and chlorine and bromine and you just don't need that in your body and you know this is this will go tangentially so i'll just sort of mention it but if you're drinking fluoride water you're going to have a harder time discerning what's real and what's not you're yeah. going to have a harder time thinking for yourself and and that that may be controversial or whatever but if it if it is at all affecting your pineal gland if it's calcifying your pineal gland Mm -hmm. um the fact is it's chemicals and and for as much water as as we all need and all drink and cook with and bathe in Mm -hmm. you just want you just don't need that shit at all yeah it's it's known it's a known neurotoxin and what's going on right now through the frequencies g's the the seventh letter of the alphabet right so we've got these eye of sauron towers we're going to call them 57 just to skirt around any flags that might come up so that this information can continue to reach the largest audience possible. So when I say 57, the seven represents G, you guys get it, right? Yeah. And, and so there's like this, this attack through the frequencies, through the heavy metals, through the chemicals, the known neurotoxins in our food, in our water, in our air that are getting sprayed, that it, our nervous system is overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. And then you throw in fear that that's coming through the the devices and, and, you know, shutting down people's brains and nervous system from critical thinking in that capacity. And you got to start unwinding that shit. Yeah. Well, and and you take into consideration, you know, potential graphene and any of the shots that you got. I realized that I said like 25 buzzwords before you gave the let's not get. (laughs) So you may have to, I just made extra work for you in post-production. This this episode's. Urge, you know, this episode's going to coincidentally have five downloads. I wonder why that what, is. We just recorded a turd nobody wanted to hear. <laughs> it's not that. It's that they, they just bury it, so no one. Can- yeah, yeah. We there. There is no um, five seven uh, here in in my area. We don't. We don't have it. There's no nice. around here locally. There. There eventually probably will be, but there. There isn't now. And there's many. We got to fight that when they when they're coming yeah. up. You know. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they put them up at schools and they put them up, you know, they put towers, they put towers everywhere. Put them on the but, water towers, interestingly. Yeah, right, right. And we know that water retains information as you on it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's basically unstructuring water. You know what I mean? It's right. It's, it's the opposite of coherence. It's like, yeah. You guys- yeah. So, so, so back to the features of, of the, the land that we purchased, you know, water is number one, most important. You can go a little longer without eating, uh, but you, you can't go too long without drinking water. So making sure that there's access to water was really important to us. We wanted some acreage that we could manage. We didn't, I mean, having 10 or 40 or 80 would be real sweet, but the fact is two is sufficient for us enough to have a sizable garden, a massive, massive garden, uh, eight chickens, 
and we're looking into getting some livestock, some um, some goats, um, maybe even a cow. The cow is a pretty hard sell for my wife. She's like, a cow? You want a cow in the front yard? I want a cow, and too. I do, too. I want a nice A2 Jersey cow. Yeah. Wait, what do those look like? Well, what do they look like? They make the best milk, basically, like the most uh, precious milk. You want, like, the A2, the milk that comes from these A2 Jersey cows. You got to pay up a little bit more for it, but it's, like, it's the best. Then and, and then do and then do raw milk from it. Oh yeah, yeah. So we we you know we we wanted a we wanted a home that that was nice enough for us to feel feel good in and cozy in. Uh, we wanted enough land where we could garden and have space and animals. We wanted access to really great water, and also uh, we wanted to be we wanted to be behind a gate. So all of mm. our property is gated. Um, you know, our gate closes, we, we, we keep it open cause we really know our neighbors, but to have a gate and have a no trespassing sign on that gate is at least something you can do just in case people are coming for you. And, and, and I'll, I'll sort of caveat this. I, I, I don't think it will get to that. I, mm-hmm. I, I really don't. I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't I'm, either. I hope not. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a wild optimist. And I always have been. So I don't think it's going to get there, but it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to be, you know, right. this is the whole, like, you. would you rather be a warrior in a garden or a gardener in a war? <laughs> yeah. Rather be a warrior in a garden. So having all this stuff set up was, was really important to us. And I'm learning a ton, you know, like I just posted a video on Instagram uh, the other day. I was doing some bushwhacking to kind of manage um, the outgrowth. And I was, I had this, this really beautiful moment out in the woods in the corner of my property where I looked around me and there was tons of food and medicine. Like, mm-hmm. and I do mean medicine. There was nettles, which are testosterone boosting. They're anti-inflammatory. They're good for your liver. Mm-hmm. You can make cake out of it. You can make tea out of it. You can, uh, they, there's they, so they much decrease, uh, sex hormone binding globulin, which is really high in a lot of guys and throwing hormonal balance out of whack. Right. That's right. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. The I'm around elderberry. Obviously there's dandelions everywhere. Um, there's, there's huckleberries, you know, I've got probably 80 huckleberry bushes. I love huckleberry. Dude, <laughs> I am a sucker for huckleberries and they're the purple <laughs> ones. They're called cascade huckleberries, not the red ones, but the big purple ones. And, and, and that was the process of understanding what's around me, what plants are edible. Yeah. You know, there's, for, there's mushroom foraging all around me and understanding that you are in and around edible foods that you can forage for is really, is really a, 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 an important skill to have. So, yeah, I mean, energy, energy is what it is. It's, it's tough, you know, the, the, how you're going to stay warm in the winter time uh, is mm-hmm. a concern. We also set up a massive propane tank. I think it's nice. a 200 gallon propane tank. So that heats the house that yeah. heats the water on an on-demand water filter. Did you get, did you get a, uh, a wood burning stove? I have one. We actually, uh, there was one actually inside the house and the, the previous owners had it set up and that was their, predominant that was their only heat source there are wall there were also wall electric wall panels throughout the house but uh we took it out because of the carcinogens that are associated if you're just burning 
burning wood all day long inside the house. Yeah. And it's, and it's dirty and it's funky and my, you know, Especially my wife's treated wood. If you're, if you're using treated right. wood or that oh. sort of thing, or if there's a leak in your, in your wood stove, like you got to have a, a, a sealed wood stove. You got to be burning actual natural wood that hasn't had a whole bunch of junk in it from the right type of trees. You know, there's a right. bit of a learning curve associated with it. Yeah. It, there, there's a, there's a huge learning curve associated with all of it. I mean, yeah, all, all, all this stuff requires a fair bit of time and intention money to a large extent but mm-hmm. once th- the feeling of setting your home up setting up your property to be prepared to be more self-sufficient i've looked into solar panels but i'm in the pacific northwest where i don't yeah. i get we get like four sunny days all year and so it's like <laughs> I'm, it's not the panels aren't going to do much you know if, uh, they're expensive and, and and not you know maybe in 20 years they'll be great they get less, less now, efficient no. All right. kinds of problems with, with solar. Need to, need to be serviced and all that stuff. Yeah. So for us, it was gardens with, a, you know, I've got probably 800 square feet of area with potatoes, you know. Um, nice. I, I did a bunch of research to figure out, okay, if you're going to, if you're going to really live off the food that you grow, what are some of the most beneficial crops? And potatoes last yeah. for a long time, high in calories, high in, you know, starch to keep you going. Potatoes um, and sweet potatoes are awesome. I didn't even think about doing sweet potatoes. Yeah, we're doing both. Are you? Yeah. I, I just uh, love, I love potatoes. Yeah, I do too. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, water, um, heat, and land to grow were really the most important things for us. And so, you know, having now coming up on two years, there's, we're, we're happy with what we've put together. What's up, guys? Anthony here. And the reason I wanted to temporarily interrupt this broadcast is because, as you're probably aware, there's a good amount of time, energy, and financial resources that go into having a podcast like this and being able to bring it to you guys for free. And I was thinking about something fun we could do where I really like silver, I really like cash. And I want to bring you guys even more value. So what I thought could be fun is only if you've gotten a lot of value from the Biohacking Secrets Show, the Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus, my book, uh, coaching, working one-on-one with me, or any some, some sort of communication or product or service that we have put out, whether free or paid, if it's uplifted your life in a way that you feel exceeds the value exchanged between us, I'd like to invite you to make a donation to P.O. Box 7151, Deerfield, Illinois, 60015. That's P.O. Box 7151, Deerfield, one word, Illinois, 60015. And then with that donation, whether it's silver from Gainesville coins, you can even buy yourself some and then throw a little bit in in your package. It could be a cash donation. And along with that, or even independent of that, you don't have to donate. If you're not in a financial position to donate right now, I don't you know, want to take food off your table or anything like that. But the best part of all of this is if you could include a letter about 
you know, just sharing any part of your story that you'd like to share about how we've had a positive impact on your life. Uh, any question or maybe even, you know, one or two questions that you might have that you'd like my help with, I will then uh, put that silver or cash donation to good use. And I will share, we'll do an episode every once in a while where I share your questions. Uh, they can be anonymous if you guys prefer that. And then I'll give you your answers. And I thought it would be a win-win for everybody. It would allow us to keep doing these episodes for free, allow all of us to feel good about the energy that is exchanged for the value that, that we receive in our lives. And it could be a fun way for me to answer your questions and to add even more value. So if that sounds cool, uh, you can go to GainesvilleCoins.com. That's where I buy silver and gold and, and heavy metals and things like that. Uh, that are a little bit more, let's say, inflation resistant and uh, recession and depression resistant. Recession, I don't want to say proof, but resistant. And uh, you can go to GainesvilleCoins.com to check those out, or you could just throw some cash in with your letter. Handwritten is preferred. I just think it's a lot more intimate and a lot cooler. And again, that uh, can all be sent to if you feel called and only if you feel called to P.O. Box 7151, Deerfield, Illinois, 60015. I actually just, just went for the first time and picked up a bunch of packages today, and I'm super excited to open them on the air with you guys and answer some questions and hear some cool transformational stories and testimonials and stuff like that. So I appreciate you being here. appreciate you being a part of this journey with me. And I got nothing but love for you. Much love for all you guys. And let's get back to the episode. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we have a lot of the same criteria. Like, you know, we got, we ended up getting um, 62 acres in North Carolina. And yeah, it sounds good, but everything's more expensive. <laughs> a lot more expensive. You want to put in a road? Uh, it's, a, it's a two and a half mile road and you got to buy an excavator and all, you know what I mean? It just, it, it's, it's that, um, it, it, it would have been a lot easier to tackle if it were a smaller parcel, but you know, it's a blessing too. We, we yeah. specifically look for uh, unrestricted land, which has the least requirements in terms of like permitting and having the city in your business. Of course, we got a water source. So we've got now three springs with like mountain spring water on the property wow. and counting. And I think there's more, we just haven't found them yet. Um, we're doing a three acre food forest that Jim Gale and the team from food forest abundance we've had on the biohacking secret show it built out for us and, and kind of designed for us. We're doing a greenhouse garden. We're doing off grid power, which some people hear that and think it means you're like in the middle of nowhere. It just means that you are not relying on the city for your power. And mm. Thomas Massey, who's the um, Kentucky congressman, he did this awesome YouTube video, if you haven't seen it, called Off the Grid with Thomas Massey. And in there, he's talking about why his house is off grid. And he mm. said, historically, when the, the, the quote-unquote government wants you to do something and you don't want to do it, if, if you hit an impasse, one of the first things they do is they shut off your power and water, which is typically followed by you crying uncle and then doing what they wanted you to do. 
So when I say off-grid power, I'm talking about we're doing hydropower generated by dropping a turbine in a creek on our property. So we're just going to dam up this creek five feet, drop a turbine in there that can power four of our houses. Right. We're doing, um, we're going to have wood stoves in every home, probably a backup propane tank like you. We obviously went very rural and I want, I wanted low population density. The, the, the quote unquote internet of things, that's their digital control grid. You know, yeah. that's, that's the human control grid. And, and we're seeing that from, you know, you can just look at the, 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 the statistic I mentioned earlier about the CDC tracking with our mobile devices. So I wanted, you know, when we know the average person has eight to 10 plus wireless and Bluetooth devices, and then there's the associated infrastructure with that areas of low population density, you're going to have less of those harmful frequencies along with mm-hmm. a, a less infrastructure uh, of, of the human control grid, if you will. So right. I was looking like I wanted to be far away from any any 57 towers. And I didn't want a whole bunch of people's Wi-Fi creeping into my house, that sort of thing. Um, I also looked very carefully at the local political climate. Like what, you know, are, are we talking about like very blue or very red? And I get that they're like two wings of the same bird, but it ties into the psychographics of the people that you're living by. And, right. and I wanted to make sure that my neighbors and, and the people that were involved in local politics at least had a similar worldview as me so that if things did escalate, we could come together and be like, not here. It's not happening here. You know? Yeah. And then, and then we're getting animals, uh, goats. We're, we're getting a couple of horses, that Jersey cow mm. that I mentioned, chickens. And, uh, and of course, yes, we want to have it minimally, at a minimum gated. And, and, you know, have, have noticed that this is private property. Do not trespass. I'm going to fence it when the budget is there. I just can only imagine how much it is to fence in 62 acres. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's, that's a little bit, that's a little bit of what, what we were doing and some of the things that we looked at too. Beautiful, man, that, that I'm so turned on by that turbine in a Creek. That sounds so cool. Yeah. Having, having moving water, natural Springs, uh, I'm super jealous about that because I'm I'm a psychopath about water and water quality from the float tank stuff, and I just know too much. And uh, so that that turbine thing is is great. Yeah, that 62 acres, four houses. So is it you and your folks and your and you have sibs sibs too? Yeah, so we're building a home for my parents. I'm building a home for myself and a biohacking gym. My brother and his wife are building a home. We're doing a barn for the animals. And, uh, and then we're probably going to play around with getting us, uh, like building a smokehouse so we can smoke meat. And like, I want to get into hunting. There's like, you can actually go elk hunting there, which is really rare. Cause usually you got to go like up toward your neck of the woods to, yeah. you know, in Idaho and, and, and that area to go elk hunting, but they have elk down by us. So, um, I want to get good at, at hunting and smoking meat and that sort of thing. So, you know, we're going to build areas to large areas to draw, uh, dry, uh, big quantities of firewood, you know, so that we're always yeah. drying firewood and, and, and if we need to fuel the wood burning stoves or even just have outdoor campfires and stuff and hang out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Th- th- that, that, that last little piece is, uh, is, is really cool. You know, the, obviously this is all very practical, right? It's very forward thinking. It's very, um, it's based man. And I think the, the, 
beauty and benefit of also having a community space where people can come join you to sit around a fire and hang out for a night mm-hmm. and have a whiskey, smoke a cigar, talk mm-hmm. some shit like that, that in and of itself, if you're attracting of friends, new friends, people in the community toward you where you can host and have some fun, mm-hmm. I think is a beautiful thing too. Um, yeah, I we, we we've done the same. We we set up a big outdoor area, and we have you know we've got trampolines for the kids and all sorts of cool stuff, you know, zip line and cool things for the kids to do. And because we want to be that house, right? We want to be that house where people are like, man, let's go over to the McCormicks and hang out for the afternoon on a Sunday afternoon, kick it, relax, and let the kids play. You know, in a in a in a fun and safe place where safe is relative because they could still go get you know mangled out in the forest in the corner of the property as they should. But yeah, I, I love that too. I think the community aspect and and attracting that to you, I think, just makes makes a ton of sense. It's what our great grandparents did. You know, it's what our great great grandparents did. They 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 sat around and 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 hung out. Yeah, one hundred percent. You just reminded me too, like hearing about your your fan, outdoor fantasy factory like i want to do something like that as well and we've been talking about having a little area carved out for like a tactical shooting and tomahawk throwing knife throwing practicing compound bow shooting you know so people can come and you can hang out and like do guy stuff you know the, the women can go do what they want to do and everyone can kind of have fun um, yeah and kind of echoing the importance of community right so i've been down to north carolina you know working on this project probably a dozen plus times and got to meet a lot of people there. And when I was looking at different properties, I'd go talk to them. If someone, I even stopped at this house I passed that was just beautiful. And I like knocked on their door and I'm like, Hey, you got a beautiful house. I'm like, who built this for you? And he was like, Oh, my dad and I built it. Well, now they may help us build our home because all the builders are booked. Right. Wow, so it's yeah. like the importance of just talking to people. And we just recently had this um, stop work order issued. Right. That said, we needed all these permits. And, and the the gentleman said, he goes, yeah, you need to hire an engineer and they need to build you out an erosion control plan. And then you need to update your survey. Like we have a survey. He's like, you need to update your survey with this LIDAR technology. And you got to have like all this stuff where the roads are and the property border. And it was basically like he wanted us to spend seven grand to hire this engineer to do paperwork then another 6,500 to update a survey that we already had. So I called this older gentleman who's like in his eighties, who I almost bought land from when I was down there. I actually like put in an offer with him and we became good friends. And then that property didn't really work out. So um, he sold it to somebody else and, and, and we found this property, but him and I've stayed friends and he knows I love camping down by the, the river there. And he's like, yeah, I'll come down. We'll grill up some hot dogs, blah, 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 blah. So when this all started happening, I called him up and I'm like, hey, Richard, I'm like, you know, and we, we played the catch up thing. And then I was like, I got to ask uh, your advice on something. And I explained to him the situation with the erosion control plan. I'm like, dude, they're trying to charge us this insane amount of money for paperwork. And he goes, who's this guy work for? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm like, I got paperwork that said it was from, you know, I'm not going to name it. And he goes, I've never heard of that. I'm like, how many houses have you built? He's like, dozens. You know, and he's like, that was his career. He was a real estate developer, right? I'm like, you never had someone tell you you had to do this stuff 
And he's like, not once. He goes, I've never even heard of anyone else needing to do it. Whoa. And I'm like, all right. So now we're digging deeper. So you think about like, that's just another example of the importance of community. It may have very well resulted in us having a builder when all the other builders are booked. And it may well end up saving us a ton of money on someone who I don't know yet, but they might have been trying to put one over us. Yeah, man, you know? oh, man. So yeah. I mentioned that just to impress upon our listeners the importance of community and the importance of talking to people and saying hi and making eye contact and, you know, really mixing it up in, in, in your uh, with your neighbors. Yeah, I have this I have this this sort of mantra that I give to a lot of my coaching clients, which is ask for what you need and give what you can. And asking people don't know how to help you. They may be itching to help you. They may be so stoked to support you because they like you or they like your style or you had a great conversation once. And if you don't ask for help, they don't know how to help you. And it, it, maybe it takes them an hour. Maybe it takes them two years to really help you the way that you need their help, but they will never be able to help you unless you ask. And then mm-hmm. the give what you can part is you don't give more than you can. Don't mm-hmm. give, don't give so much that you deplete yourself or your, your resources, but mm-hmm. give to the extent that is appropriate for you in that relationship. Like there's something that he's going to need you for in the, in the future you know, and, and that, that level of, of relationship is, uh, I mean, it's sort of a, it's, it, it seems to be fading away, unfortunately. And, and I, again, I think things are so different from your region to my region. It's certainly local community is just fading here in, in the Puget Sound area. There's a distinction in Washington state between Eastern Washington, which is mostly red. It's rural. It's where all the potatoes are grown. It's where apples and cherries are grown on, in Eastern Washington in Western Washington, where it's wet and cold and easy, you know, it's the birthplace of grunge and, you know, it's easy to stay inside and get moody and, you know, fucking, you know, you know, shoot weird drugs and get, get all dark and weird. So just, but that love wallow in your, in your teenage angst, <laughs> it is it's the perfect place to do it. It is, you know, and so it's hard to, to like show up i mean knocking on someone's door and saying hey sweet house where'd you get it is like such a cool and charming thing to do and it probably made his day and now you got a friend that's going to be able to help you i can't agree more like community community is so important totally um well if it ever gets so weird there that you want to bounce just give me a shout i'll give you my coordinates <laughs> that's good I, I, all right well i, I absolutely want to come when uh, when your biohacking lab uh, sure, is ready to sure. go, dude, I well, dude, I'll come down for a fucking week. You're gonna have to kick me out. Heck yeah, let's do it. How, how are your kids handling everything? Like from day one, you said you jumped on you jumped on the the mask and the vaccine, getting exemptions for both. Tell me a little bit about what your experience has been like mm-hmm. having kids going through this, and and, yeah. and how you've sort of found effective ways to support them. Yeah, the. the when we moved here, I'm a big fan of uh, Rudolf Steiner. And yeah, when we moved here, to him a lot. I was really stoked because there is an epic Waldorf school here on a hundred acres in the woods. Whoa. And my kids signed it. up. He, <laughs> dude, he got it. Yeah. Well, and there's quotes that he has about, you know, shots, zap, you know, basically killing spirituality in children. When we moved here, we had them signed up for Waldorf. They were going to do it remotely. And unfortunately, across the country, there was a a a division in uh, the the sort of Waldorf idea. Like, well, 
to a large, I'll just cut to it. Waldorf went woke. It went super duper woke. Mm-hmm. Um, it got it infiltrated. Really, it got, it got infiltrated. And, and I think that, you know, you and I see this too, like, you know, be- you know, like wonderful sort of auntie energy, hippie, barefoot, long hair, sort of women who, who are deeply, deeply spiritual. A lot of them have just sort of been edged over to the side where they've convinced themselves that in order pr- to protect others, they have to mask, they have to get the shot, yeah. they got to do all the shit. So unfortunately, um, that wasn't tenable for us. You know, mm-hmm. we did not want to be worried about my kids sneezing in class and being sent home. Right. So that, that, that adjustment, you know, remote learning, uh, ultimately, we decided on um, on taking them, enrolling them in a Christian private school. Nice. Um, we, I, I was raised. I was. I'm getting so far from the answer to your question, but I was no, raised. This, in a, this is important. Yeah, my mother. My mother went to church. I went to church and youth group as a kid. I, I'm not. I'm not a practicing Christian. <clears throat> you know, I'm sort of a. If anything, I'm a sort of Gnostic, mystic kind of leaner leaning guy <clears throat> but pray every day I'm, i consider myself a christian i don't go to church that much there, there weren't a lot yeah. of churches around here that didn't you're connected with god yeah and there weren't a lot of churches around here that didn't cuck to the masks and stuff so i kind of lost respect for that you know yeah so that that same scenario where they bent the knee and decided to to do the thing um mm-hmm. really disrupted their schooling and what i the the one thing that i kept keep that we keep driving home is grace with the children. It's like, just be graceful. When we come home and we talk about the silliness of masking, when we talk about how dangerous this thing actually is, how sick people get and don't get, I, I, we drive home this idea. We know what we know. We are firm in our beliefs. We're flexible in our mindset and graceful in our behavior so that you don't uh, so you don't make people feel bad if they're wearing masks. You don't make people feel bad for getting the, the shots. You don't you don't taunt them or or wave it around. You just have grace. You know, we're good. We know we know how we're moving through this world, and other people are having a, a, a hard time. And so for for my family, it's it's really been about using discernment. And they don't have a ton of my kids get an hour or two of screens a week, and like. And that is not an exaggeration. And that is so little comparatively. There are so many that's, kids that are just. That's great. I should, I should cut my screen time down to one or two hours a week. Oh, dude, we couldn't, we wouldn't be able to do our thing, man. We, we're, we're, we're already past it now. So, so that, uh, that the, the narratives they've been largely uninfluenced by, you know, aside from conversations with my family and, and friends, you know, who have decided to, to toe the line of the narrative. And we just move through it gracefully. You know, what, what's challenging for me is now, you know, I coach, I coach baseball, I coach soccer. So I see these kids and there is a distinction. There is a difference between the kids who, and I've even seen, I saw kids before all of this, like as it was just coming on and how they interacted. And then, you know, a year and a half later and they're different kids. Like they mm-hmm. are, they are, they're scared. They're turned off. You know, they don't, you know, after the end of practice, you put your hand in one, two, three blue gorillas, you know, you do a cheer at the end of practice and kids are just, they're not, they're not doing it. They're like, they won't come up and they're, and they're, they're and it's, and it's sad. Heartbreaking. And so, 
you know, we've, we've been driving home how important it is to be aware of people. You know, we use the word COVID conscious, uh, you know, is so-and-so COVID conscious is their family COVID conscious. Um, mm, and I like that. It, and because it's a sort of neutral way to identify that mindset around it. Mm-hmm. And it's better than brainwash. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's nicer. Yeah. It is nicer. <laughs> it is nicer. And the, I think, I think that as things continue to roll out, the idea that, that we are powerful, we are whole, perfect, strong, powerful, harmonious, loving, and happy. We say that every single night before bed, uh, driving home that our our bodies are these amazing things these these beautiful powerful uh, vessels that we have that are strong and that can withstand just about anything can recover and um, we're made to to get sick you gotta we have to get sick we, mm-hmm. it, it's really important that you get sick and those are those are where our immune upgrades come from. Exactly. That's why babies put shit in their mouth. Like mm-hmm. they're getting flora and fauna, they're getting bacteria into their systems so that their immune systems can boost. So this this sort of bodily autonomy, this bodily sovereignty, this confidence and power in who we are as people and being graceful with others and not trying they're you know they're eight and six, so they're they're not they're not trying to educate anybody. Mm-hmm. Here's this other thing that I learned. You know, I had Del Bigtree uh, uh, from uh, ICANN, Informed mm-hmm. Consent Action Network, on the podcast. And um, what Dell says is, is if there are kids or adults, here's the thing that I have to fucking deal with and think about now is if there are kids or adults that are asking you about your vaccination status, if they're asking you about why or why or why not you're not masking, you just tell them, ask my parents, just ask my parents, talk to my parents about it. We're, we're, we have exemptions, and so our, our policies are our thing and how we're dealing with it. But a six-year-old, an eight-year-old is not not equipped to deal or manage with the complexity yeah. of a conversation like that. You know, right. if, if, they got, if they got cornered, my, my son would say, I don't know what you're so scared of. Like, do you, not, do you not trust your body to be powerful and to fight against a cootie? Mm-hmm. But he won't. Instead, we've, we've, we've trained them to say, ask my parents. And they've done it a couple of times. Like That's they've brilliant. been at the grocery store, you know, little old ladies, um, you know, I'm, I'm here, you know, at this part, my kids are kind of off dorking around, probably causing a scene in the grocery store and little old ladies coming up and saying, Hey, why aren't you wearing masks? And the kids say, ask my parents, like just in one ear, out the other. Good. Like, avoid, That's great. Avoid all that. That's know? a huge strategy. What, yeah. What do you say when someone asks you specifically? What are you vaccinated? I like if it's, if it's like a situation. More, more okay. Let me let me elaborate. So like you're coaching yeah. different sports teams. Obviously, there's a mix, right? So I'm sure you get asked. I really don't get asked. No. It's it's interesting. No, I'm trying to think if I've ever been asked because anybody that I'm friends with or have been friends with knows where I stand because I talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm super yeah, yeah. open about it. So me too. I, Today I'm going to go to a soccer game. The Sounders play Pumas in the CONCACAF Champions League. I'm going to go watch that game. There's going to be 70,000 people packed in the Lumen Field. Some of my homies, some of my homies that I've been in the season ticket group for a decade uh, are not cool with me really because uh, I've, you know, I've been beating the drum. And so they all know, but for other people who don't know me or meeting me, uh, nobody's really asked me. I've thought of a couple of things of what I would say, like I'm part of the control group. You know, I've thought about doing that. 
uh, <laughs> I've said, uh, that's none of your business. Right. Um, you know, I've, I've got little things, ideas, but I, I really, I really haven't been asked. And I think that the reason why I haven't been asked is because I show up just like this, right? Everywhere mm-hmm. I go, I show yeah. up like, I'm not trying to draw attention to my, sometimes I am, but I'm not drawing attention to myself, but you know, standing up, walking over to me and looking at me that if, if you're going to challenge me, you better be ready for an mm-hmm. uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. Sort of bringing that energy out into the world, leadership and confidence and, you know, vitality and health and awareness with your, you know, yeah. consciousness open. I don't, right. I don't, nobody's asked me either. Right. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. I think that yeah. they, I, I think that they probably know. I don't want to open that can of worms with this guy. You know. Yeah. I'm good. I, I love, I love that you've given your kids a way to not have to deal with that sort of pressure, or yeah. heaven forbid, the conversation that could come from that. You know, getting cornered by, by someone on the other side of the fence. And the, the, the hard yeah. part is, is that the one of the other concerns about some of the other schools is that now kids are like fighting against each other. I don't know if you saw the headline about the kid. There was a kid that like committed suicide, 13 years old, because he was being bullied for his status because he didn't get it. And all of his oh, friends did. No. And he got bullied mercilessly and killed himself. And Holy cow. That's a thing now. That's a thing now where the children of the, the, the folks that bought the narrative are now instilling hate, distrust, disconnection. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's conversations happening at schools between fourth and fifth graders saying, like, why didn't you get the shots? Like, don't you care about my safety? Like, it's really good for you. It's really good for you. It's like, no, I'm trying to avoid those conversations altogether. They've got a narrative. They've got something to say if they need to say it. Um, and it, and it comes up occasionally. You know, we've been hanging out with people and they've, you know, I've, I've heard other kids say, like, uh, I'm so thankful that I got my boosters. You know, I feel really good about that. And my kids go, get their eyes get big, and they sort of look over at me like, "Get a load of this fucking guy!" You're like, mm-hmm. "Dad," and it's mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like, I get it. It's cool. Like, we're good. No, no, no attention. Great, yeah, Grace, always, always. I love that. Any any other advice you have for parents as it pertains to raising resilient children? They have to be outside first, first and foremost. I mean. Number one, maybe even before that, is limit screen time. I mean, there not, is, it's not a babysitter, and it's certainly not a babysitter that doesn't come with, uh, you know, it's, it's there's no free lunch, and there are consequences to taking an easy way out by using screens to watch and distract your children. Right, and they 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 sometimes do what you say, but they usually do what you do. So if part of your morning routine is like watching television, then that's, that's a weird standard. If, if every night the TV's on during dinner time, you know, if you're actually sitting down at the table with your, with your family and breaking bread and having dinner and talking about your day, the TV's on, that sets a weird standard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, the, the exposure, the amount of weird hidden stuff that's on YouTube and YouTube kids and stuff. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. a lot to manage. So limiting, limiting screen time, I think is the most important thing. It's bad for their eyes. It's EMF exposure. A lot of kids Mm -hmm. have tablets and they just sit them on their lap, which is frying their gonads and and, Mm -hmm. and it's just scary, scary stuff there. And then outside time, like they, they have to get that vitamin D. They have to be outside. Let them be bored. You don't have to entertain your children all the time. Like, 
you got bored, Anthony, growing up, mm-hmm. you were bored out of your brain. I was too. Just go, just go tide. Just go tide, yeah. and I'll tell you when you can come back. Play, play with whatever you find. Do some make believe. Enjoy that discovery of of finding something new to do. The best games that we all played were games that we made up. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's always the most fun. For you know, sure. I, I, th- I think the other thing too is you know we do the kids do have to supplement. You know, the, the, the soil quality is so depleted that the foods that we consume are just so starved for nutrients that it's really, really tough to, for them to get all the things that they need. So supplementation with, you know, especially for me in the Northwest, uh, vitamin D is really important. Fish oil is really important. You know, feed them whole foods. You know, you can go as far as, you know, I had Dr. Dominic Nishwitz uh, Dr. Dome on Instagram. He's a holistic dentist. And he's, uh, was talking about these, these four things you just don't touch. Um, conventional, uh, conventional dairy, not raw dairy is, is okay. Cause it falls sort of the Weston a price approach, which he does. Um, seed oils, no, no sugar, no, no gluten, no, no. And we do eat, we don't do seed oils, uh, we do some dairy. We do some sugar, you know, for treats occasionally. Uh, we're not as good with gluten. My son just happens to be a really good digester of gluten. He's just got that's a that's just so he loves it, and and so I let him eat a fair bit of it. But th- that that resilience comes not only from the inside out, but it comes from your environment. Same as biohacking, you know, it's like what goes mm-hmm. in you, what goes on you, what goes around you is so critical to how you perform. It's how you live your day, how you sleep, how you deal with stress, how you look, you know, all of that Mm -hmm. is baked into that. And, and so we try to manage that for our kids too. I find it very interesting that none of your kids were inundated with these shots that we know can cause autoimmune issues, digestive issues, potentially autism for based on the ones that we're discussing. And they're great at digesting things and don't have the typical reactions that a lot of other kids do. Mm, I, you know, I it, never, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I never really thought, I thought about that and made that connection, but you're, you're totally right. I think that that's very, very possible that they are, obviously they can eat peanuts, you know, yeah. peanut is an adjuvant in a lot of these shots. That's mm-hmm. what the peanut, peanut allergies. I mean, some kids can't even like touch peanuts and yeah. they'll go in anaphylactic shock. Right. And, and I think that you're right. I think that there is, that there's probably something to that. And yeah, that's, that's a really great point. And any other tips for like balancing technology with a healthy lifestyle? Like how do you do it yourself? Cause both you and I, like our business is based on, you know, creating digital content and interfacing with people all over the world through, through coaching and that sort of thing. So there's a certain amount of screens that are necessary, right? What, yeah. How do you manage it? I do. A, I do a lot of stuff. Well, well. First of all, I have I have EMF mitigation stuff everywhere. You know, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you're familiar with biogeometry. You rock yeah. that. Boom, that a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What do you got? Uh, this is a Q-length pendant. It's like sterling silver, and then it's got copper on the other side. And then I have uh, Dr. Patrick Flanagan has another one over there that I wear sometimes. It's just it's so big. I almost, I almost feel like the, uh, 
Who is Flame of Flame? Like, like Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, when I wear it, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I, I, for me, I do, I do a bunch of stuff. I have the biogeometry on uh, and Shungite on my router in Wi-Fi. Turn it off at night, so it's you know limiting my EMF exposure. You know, I'm not, I'm not in a 5G area, so that's that's part what, of it. What was that necklace that you were wearing that you showed? So. Uh, this is from uh, a biogeometry, and what's on here is a bunch of little. You got to have her on the podcast, either a, a Doria. So those little squiggles all represent uh, energetic pathways in the body, almost like um, Eastern medicine uh, meridians. So, so like they, one they almost, liver. It almost looks like Egyptian hieroglyphics or something. Yeah, I mean, it looks like an alien. Yeah. So I wonder if I bought. I have I have a ring that has some of those patterns on there, but it, it kept falling off, so I stopped wearing it. I wonder if it, is, is it just biogeometry.com or something? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, the okay. Kareem family. They're out of Egypt, and they've done. They did studies where they put some of those symbols on towers in Switzerland after the erection of these towers that like screw the community's health way up, depression, mm-hmm. anxiety a gut gut disruption and then they 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 basically went in there and mitigated all of that through design and uh, and symbols so i have i have those on my water i have those on my router i've got these little these little they call them an l90 these little pendants which are um which are energy regulating it's a little it looks like a little like almost lightning bolt a little bit okay super fascinating stuff the other things I do is, you know, if, if my eyes start to get tired, I'll put on blue blocking glasses every 20 minutes. I learned this from raw of earth. Um, every 20 minutes, I will look out the window for 20 seconds to give my eyes mm. a break. Yeah. Nice. Just to reset and rest a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the biohacking technology that I have, you know, behind me, there's for, uh, Fisher Wallace, neurostimulation there's a that uh, uh an air um ionizer that emits like two million negative ions into the air from creatrix i've got b strong bands i've got cbd so i use i use these technologies as a way to enhance the things that i'm doing but i don't rely on them mm-hmm. um, something that's just as important is being outside early in the morning barefoot you know yeah so it, it's philosophically, you have to ask yourself whether or not this is serving you or not. Mm-hmm. Is 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 th- is this much time on TV uh, on on the computer actually serving me, or is it like sort of taking over? You know, mm-hmm. does are you using technology or are you being used by technology? Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. There's there's a way to think of it as sort of like a homeostasis. You know, I, I wear a Fitbit um, not all the time every day. I was resistant to it for a really long time, um, but I've noticed that it doesn't really disrupt me. And, and if I measured stuff, maybe I could find it, it was, but it's not. It doesn't disrupt my sleep. I mm-hmm. like the I like the health metrics. You know, mm-hmm. these these AirPods, which I were against for a super duper long time, have uh, a sticker, an EMF sticker on them that actually work. They don't actually. Some of those EMF blocking stickers actually create more emf because they're trying to connect mm. um but these uh from waveblock uh are are just studied like crazy they've got research studies and tests 
to prove that they that they reduce the EMF output by eighty five percent without disrupting sound quality. Wow. So for me, it's it's like does does it work for me and my lifestyle? Is it taking over or is it adding? Now that said, I spend too much time on Instagram. I <laughs> I, I do I do. It's and the it's most also, addictive app, dude. It is, and I I mean I I can't even I can't even deal with TikTok. It makes me freaking dizzy. I just it's schizophrenic. It is feels so schizophrenic, dude. It's bananas. And yes, isn't like you know, yeah, yeah, can't, can't do it. But I have to, I have to check myself. I have to check in a couple of times a day. Like, how do I want the rest of my day to go? Because you and I both know you could easily spend twelve hours a day sit in front of the computer, writing, crafting, mm-hmm. recording, post producing, building courses, all this stuff. So totally. I ask myself throughout the day. Is this serving my purpose right now, or am I am I you know am I overdoing it? Yeah, having like check ins and and moments of awareness to assess how things are going, little little interruptions, if you will, pattern interrupts throughout the day where you're not just like finish the day and feel like crap and you have no idea why. Exactly right. Yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit about this project that you're working on. Because yes. it sounds pretty awesome, and uh, I want to tell our listeners about it. So we want to usurp Google for health search. That's how audacious weird this project is. So we understand that Google has special interests. The, the, mm-hmm. the health information, especially dating back mm-hmm. to late 2018 with the Google Panda updates, basically just like destroy natural health. Yeah. You know, it crushed search for health products, health mm-hmm. resources, not even natural health, but health products, health resources, and health services. Yeah. So, a lot of people don't realize that, but like I've had so many people on the podcast who were get like um, Joseph Cohen from self-hack, right? Yeah. He was getting millions and millions of, of hits through organic traffic, and then he goes overnight, it dropped to 500,000 and then has gone down continually from there. He goes 100% because Google just started de-indexing or burying yeah. most forms of health that are not part of the medical industrial complex. I think that people kind of know that, you know, I, I think that people, especially for folks who are interested in health, they know that their searches for X like sleep help or stress mm-hmm. management techniques, you know, there's one or two articles that are written by somebody, but then it's like drugs, 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 pharmaceuticals, chemical interventions, all that. Yeah. Stuff. And the articles are like nonsense, just terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you end up going down a web MD rabbit hole looking for, mm-hmm. you know, solutions to the things that you're dealing with and it's just not working anymore. Uh, the hypochondriasis the, trigger. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We've all we all know somebody like that that spends way too much time on whatever health advice, and then you're, concer- you're you're convinced you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and thyroid yeah. disease, and like all this other stuff. You're like, wow, yeah. that took a turn for the worse. What happened, dude? It happens so quick because you you know we 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 trust these we trust these search engines. Yeah, and there's other engines that you can use. But what Hail is 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 a custom platform where you can you download the app, you fill out some surveys so that you tell us a little bit about yourself. And then we will give you suggestions, some education and some suggestions on products, services, and resources that are custom to you. 
when and that that this should have existed 10 years ago right like mm-hmm. dr oz or drew pinsky they should have done this 10 years ago but they didn't mm-hmm. so the what the algorithm will do is it will based on your survey answers it will give you suggestions for sleep that are specific to a 39 year old male right mm-hmm. Hormone suggestions, products, services that are custom specific to you. Yes, it's HIPAA compliant. Yes, you can do it anonymously. That was a major thing for us. Nice. If, if you want to set up a burner email and use a fake name, but give accurate information about what you're dealing with and what you're interested in learning about, That's then important. go for it. It's all yeah. good. The 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 algorithm that this was built on top of is uh, works with insurance with electronic medical records so it's been battle tested it's been beat up and t- and and re uh, redesigned a bunch of times it is massively powerful and again what this will do the 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 products and services of the companies on this platform are all part of this collective foundation that is also sick of special interests censorship from big search which is in Heck bed yeah. with big pharma yep so Heck yeah brother this is awesome it's gonna be good it's gonna be huge right now we have 28 companies that are signed up um we're gonna be rolling it out in june if you're listening to it now just it's it's on the app store find it it's called hail h-a-i-l this is going to be the future of of personalized and individualized health and hypothetically if a scenario ever were to occur where for whatever reason it's no longer available in the app store, where can they get it? That's a great question. Uh, you would go to hail.ai. Hail.ai. That's yep. dope. And where do you see like fast forward a decade, right? How do you see this app and the services and value that it offers evolving in the next decade? Yes hopefully way sooner than that, you're going to be able to have access to services that are local to your area where you can go get your own MRI, where you Mm -hmm. can go do your analysis, uh, a lot of remote learning, um, uh, you know, telehealth will be included in this. What I also, what we're also working on sort of in the short term is to be able to input all of your medical records into the app because that's what it was essentially built for. Mm -hmm. And so then um, natural language processing will comb through that and say, here, here are these trends that we see for you. You may want to consider X product or Y product, and then you can have access to your own medical records. Like the fact that you can't get a, get a hold of your medical records is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. that that's, that's cause for concern already. So mm-hmm. in a couple of years, you're going to be able to go, you know, go get, go get a test, uh, do telehealth, have your medical records housed in this one platform that's specific to you so you can have control over your own data. Eventually, we will branch off to other industries, but this is going to be not only an archive of of the the, the best medical and health information, let's say, and the best health optimization information. It mm-hmm. will have a massive marketplace where you can find products that you can trust that are high quality, that are not made with a bunch of bullshit in them. And you're also going to have access to these services that are suggested by this algorithm that's there for you based on where you are. And I'll say one more thing really quick. It's hard when you say somebody like, hey, how do you want to improve your health? It's like, fuck, there's a lot of things I want to work on, right? 
Mm-hmm. So we're letting people choose the top three things that are most relevant to them. And then you can choose whether you want to learn through a fire hose, you want to drink from the fire hose, and we'll just give you a bunch of information, or if you want to take it slow. So like for me, for example, you know, I want to, I want to manage my stress. I want to continue to get good sleep. And uh, I want to protect against cognitive decline. So mm-hmm. with those three things, then I'm going to be given a bunch of information that's specific to me and be able to take it and, and, and uh, digest it in a, in, a, in a way that's appropriate for how I want to learn. I love it. And especially being very intentional with the language used, like this is, this is about health optimization and identifying right. healing opportunities using data, right? Stay away from any of the flags or anything like that. You know what I mean? That's what it is. This isn't, this isn't a doctor. This isn't to replace medical advice. You know, this is, this is using data to identify healing opportunities and and help optimize your health. I also think it could be really cool to plug into some of those resources we mentioned earlier on the naturopathic side to Mm -hmm. make that easier for people. Like, boom, where do you live? All right, here's some options. Exactly. You know, and and maybe having that where, I mean, it's got to be behind a paywall, so it's not, you know, putting anyone at risk. But I think that that is super valuable. And then you just think about for people like you and I, I mean, there's there's a growing army of health and biohacking coaches now and being able to streamline the process of accessing your clients lab results, stool tests, blood tests, saliva, so on and so forth, having it all in one place, like to just be able to add someone and give them access to your profile and yes. the, the associated labs that you've uploaded. It makes it yes. so much easier. Like you onboard a new client, I onboard a new client. They just go share with, share with Sean, share with Anthony, and then we got it. You know what I mean? It, it, it yeah. makes it easier for people to be less beholden or reliant on a system that is proving time and time again to not necessarily have our best interest in mind. Absolutely right. Yeah, you get it. You get it. The, 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 the ability to have that information at your fingertips, the ability to be able to be flexible in your health optimization options, whether it's telehealth or telecoaching or, you know, remote uh, health optimization consultant uh, consulting, that that's where this is going because people are getting more and more leery about the allopathic model and the data shows that we're sicker than ever. So this ain't working. Like if you break your arm, go to the goddamn hospital, go to the ER. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to, if you want to talk to somebody about nutrition, they're going to ask you mm-hmm. a doctor who gets four hours of nutrition education in med school. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't even make sense. You're going to ask Anthony, you're going to, you're going to find people who are already healthy and have learned this stuff to mm-hmm. figure out what diet might work best for you. It, we just, it just the democratization of of health information is 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 really important. In, in fact, in our first couple of conversations, my partner in this is a former ER doctor uh, out of Toronto, and he's like, "I can't help anybody. Everybody that lands in the ER has all these comorbidities that they developed over the last twenty years. I can't mm-hmm. help you. I just have to cut your leg off because you have diabetes. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, that's heavy. It's like mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to bring it to people." so that they can be in control of their own health and they can learn outside of this, this sort of loaded paradigm that's not helping them. And, and, and in that way, we, were, we are going to be building a future model for health optimization that should have been built 15 years ago. Yeah, that's amazing. I just did a, a, a podcast yesterday with um, a gentleman who's 
he's launching a he's launched an anti-aging and longevity supplement that's got uh, PQQ, CoQ10, glutathione in there, uh, a liposomal delivery system, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's made it all open source. Oh wow! Because cool. he he doesn't want he wants he he goes if you want to take this formula and manufacture it and make it, go ahead. Yeah. If we if we add and update the formula, it will all be public. Everyone will have access. Everyone will see it, and therefore, once it's out there, it's out there. It's not going anywhere, no matter what. You know, that's awesome. Brilliant. Brilliant. You know, that's so inspiring. Yeah, we've 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 had conversations. Obviously, the I don't, I'm not develop. I'm not coding and developing. You know, the, yeah. the user experience on the app, but the team is. But I, I I really love that idea because yeah, it checks a lot of boxes. You could, have, you could also have like a panic button where it's like, <laughs> worst case scenario. Guys, if, if you've been enjoying this conversation with uh, with Sean McCormick and myself, uh, share this up. Get it over to your friends, family members, coworkers, people that will get value from it. Go back and check out episode 133 of the Biohacking Seeker show that we did together. And then I'm going to actually uh, turn it over to Sean so that he could share with you guys how to stay up to date and all the cool things he's working on. He's got the optimal performance podcast, which is phenomenal. And uh, I'm going to be joining him on that very soon. But Sean, what's, what's the best? What, hey, first off, thank you for doing this. It's been a great conversation. Oh, it's so and fun. Thank you all day. Thank you for being a fucking warrior and, uh, and, and embodying the very changes that we want to create in this world. So I appreciate Likewise. that about you. Likewise, I, I see that in you. So thank you. Um, yeah, what's the best way for people to, people to stay up to date on cool stuff you're working on? And uh, what what actions would you like our audience to take? Yeah, go go listen to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Yeah, like I'm I'm excited to have this version, another conversation with you on that platform. Um, mm-hmm. My website is is my name seanmccormick.com. I'm sprucing it up a little bit now to get ready for the launch of Hail. Um, if it's June and and we're and we've released, go download Hail, tinker around. You know fill, the surveys are interesting. You're going to learn a ton. And then the 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 social platform I'm most active on is Instagram, and it's just real Sean McCormick on Instagram. And I'm super responsive. Um, I'm all, I also do I also do coaching. I'm a certified life coach, performance coach. So yeah, I'm I'm really easy to get a hold of. So if you want to connect, I'm I'm around. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time, energy, and wisdom. Guys, share the pod up, and uh, remember to check out episode 133. Check out the Optimal Performance Podcast. Make sure you go download Hail if it's if it's June, and if for any reason it's not on the App Store, just go to hail.ai, and uh, all the other things, coaching, etc. you can find it at seanmccormick.com. Sean, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for yeah. doing this, and I'm sure we'll do a round three at some point. Likewise, Anthony. Good for you. I'm I'm so glad to be able to connect you. This was this was a lot of fun. As you may already be aware, my specialty is working with entrepreneurs, Olympic athletes, executives, and high achievers to help them unlock ultimate performance in body, mind, and spirit. If you want to lose fat, build muscle, activate untapped brain energy, and feel 10 to 15 years younger, my proprietary coaching process is the secret behind many of the world's top performers. Here's how it works. Over 24 weeks, I will walk you step-by-step through a personalized process that utilizes your blood work to build you a custom game plan for taking your physical and mental performance to their maximum potential. 
I believe in testing, not guessing, and have proven time and again that personalized results crush anything that you could achieve following the one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter programs that litter the internet. With regular one-on-one coaching calls, I'll guide you through a personalized process for achieving massive, unparalleled results in your life. My proprietary process includes blood labs, testing, and advanced health diagnostic tools, upgrading your metabolic engine, personalizing your nutrition, optimizing your sleep, upgrading your cognition with brain-targeted supplements, smart drugs, and peptides, balancing your hormones, building strength and muscle mass, detoxing heavy metals, pesticides, and toxic chemicals that can slow you down, building resilience and bulletproofing yourself against stress, integrating time-restricted eating uh, through advanced fasting protocols, increasing oxygenation and supercharging your immunity, and of course, tracking and monitoring your progress with science-based tools and expert accountability. We also leverage personalized biohacks that will help you to achieve your physique and cognitive goals faster than you thought possible. And on top of all that, for a limited time, I'm offering three special bonuses that you get to choose based on your desired results. So you pick three from the following five options. Bonus option number one, upgrade sexual health, libido, and performance. Bonus option number two, get rid of pain and recover like an athlete. Bonus option number three, get rid of parasites, candida, Lyme, mold, and chronic fatigue. Bonus option number four, get more youthful looking skin, thicker hair, and healthier nails. And bonus option number five, fix your gut and optimize digestion, which ties in very well with bonus option number three. There's no faster, more effective way to tap into your full potential, get in the best shape of your life, and have your brain consistently firing on all cylinders. To apply for one of these limited half-off spots, go to www.biohackercoaching.com, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-E-R-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Fill out the short form and grab a time for us to talk. Full disclosure, I'm offering half off in part because we're building some cool new case studies and success stories that we can showcase in a infomercial style project that we're working on. So if you're at all on the fence, I encourage you to fill out the short form and grab a time for a free consultation with me to see if it's a fit. After you've applied, you can also text me to request to have your application moved to the front of the line. And that number is 847-989-3743.